Well, hello, awesome, powerful women. I'm Laura Lyles Reagan, and I am a conscious communication coach for parents and teens. And I got there through the help of these amazing women that are with me today. <laughs> I love them. They call me on my shit. They, and it's because we developed a really trusting bond. It was Beth that called us together to do something called Family Alchemist that we were hoping to be a business venture that kind of fizzled. That's a fair word or morphed, we can say. And in that endeavor, because that's how I first met Yuki and, and Beth, in that endeavor, we really came to yearn, at least I did, identified a deeper yearning for true community among women. And I needed these deeper friendships, you know, that weren't about surface and socializing, then, but that honored my spiritual growth. And that came from diverse opinions. You know, we're really different. I come from a Baptist background, from a very Christian fundamentalist background, and grew through that, through the recovery movement of the 12 Steps. And, you know, confronted my own alcoholism and family of origin stuff and did all that work, some therapeutic, some in the conscious community. And I just, even in that, that community found that there was an intimacy level that was missing in my life. And, you know, I've been there, done that with the marriage and romance routine and <laughs> <laughs> knew that that was not what my heart needed for the moment. I am single and divorced and and yet you know this longing for intimacy in in the lives in my own life and for that to come through the nurture of women has been a, probably a lifelong need of mine but has certainly taken a wonderful embrace and journey here because I've done some community work or community building work with Scott Peck's oh work in the 80s and 90s <clears throat> I asked if with us as the remains of Family Alchemist, if I could lead us through a, a community building size. Mm -hmm. And these crazy women chose to trust me with that. <laughs> and we did it. And it took on kind of a life of its own. And I felt a little disconnected from that, from where it went, you know, because I think it was organic for a while. And, and then one of us chose to step out. And that sort of became the storming mechanism for us, I believe, to even grow more deeply. And here we are today, you know, celebrating what the ups and downs of sharing intimate lives are like in conscious living. And I am super grateful for it. When it got uncomfortable, you called me up and said, hey, girl, where are you? <laughs> and I was really grateful for that because I had to look at where I was, you know, not fully committed and fully in to these relationships. And then I loved what Beth shared recently that hit, hit my heart was, you know, are, are we married or not mm -hmm. as friends, you know, in a conscious community? And yeah, we are, you know, even if, and maybe even because our belief systems are sometimes different or changing. Right, because I don't want to be petrified in one one's belief system or one I don't know model. I want to be able to grow and change. So <clears throat> I love it that we choose to love each other where we are and, and be mirrors for one another in our growth. And I've really come to rely on that. 
And particularly now, as you guys know, in my own family history, we're facing some more medical needs of my oldest daughter who has multiple disabilities and the support is really important. Yeah. Thank you. I love you, guys. (laughs) Love you too. Laura, you're moving for a while over to where some of your ancestors are from, right? And in the, what, Carolinas around the Smoky Mountains. And you shared with me the other day that you learned a Cherokee word for like committed love. And mm-hmm. you said it was something like committing to, to like wrestling. To the fight. To yeah, the, the, fight. the word picture because Cherokee language is, is a, it's a pictograph. It's not an alphabet. And so it's word pictures and they form, the, the syllabary forms these word pictures together. And so when they're listening to a sermon or they're listening to a lecture, it's really kind of cool. They close their eyes and they listen to the word pictures, you know, that they come visually. So it's amazing. And so one of the words, there's multiple words for love, not like English. who has this one thing for love, which could be platonic or romantic, <laughs> you know, oh, I love ice cream. You know, it can be anything. There's multiple types of pictography, if you will, for love. And the one for committed love, which could be either marriage or friendship, is about wrestling with one another and being committed to wrestle with one another. And I was like, yes, <laughs> but yeah. that's, that's, that is what unconditional love is. And that's hopefully what, you know, we strive to be together too. So yeah, yeah thanks for reminding me of that. Well, I think that that speaks to what we're trying to do here, which is be truly authentic friends. And I think Yukti is probably the bravest of us <laughs> where when things go like south, she's willing to go in and say, hey, like what's going on with you and and just be the bold one where I'm still I'm still working on that part because I tend to like I shared bef- like last week, I tend to just let people be where they are and and not go in and pursue. And I love that you do that. But I think, you know, we wanted to share today kind of who we are and what we want this to be about. And that's really what it's about. Like, how do you have these friendships with women that you can trust, where you can be vulnerable, where you can also just be real and continue to go through ups and downs and to accept the person as they change. Like you said, you don't want to be petrified in one spot. I've heard somebody say before, like, you know, know me as a verb and not a noun, like I'm always mm-hmm. changing kind of thing. So this is so exciting. I'll give you some background on me and Beth Rolls. I did start the Family Alchemist because yes. I've been one of those people who always wants to share the solution when I find it. And I like to collect information and say like, here's what you need and it will be so helpful for you. And the vision for that was to make it easier for people to find a coach or specifically a parenting and relationship coach to help them. But I just didn't have the money or the people. So there weren't the resources, but then that's the only reason why we are the remains of it. But I would still love for it someday to, to be thriving. But I met Yukti and my parent coaching certification that I did in 2017, right? Became certified in parent coaching because I had babies and I learned everything about them and I wanted to raise them consciously. But you can probably attest to all of those coaching calls for me were about my husband. I'm like, oh, he was the one here to help me grow. Yeah, I was always crying about something in those calls with him. But so since I've I learned how to apply conscious parenting to my marriage too and really see that it wasn't something meant to be in a box. It 
applies to all relationships. You know, that's what I help people with now. And then I created the Family Alchemist, and that's how I met. Well, brought, got to know you, Laura, a little bit closer because I met you at Dr. Shafali's Evolve, or we connected after that somehow. So I'm excited to see what we can do with this and demonstrating authentic friendships because none of my relationships with women have been super like mutually beneficial and I was bullied in school and I've just always had a hard time with female friendships. I've always gravitated towards men because they seem to be less drama. <laughs> I don't know, just got along with them better. So we're we're attempting to demonstrate that in this experience every week, every other week. Yeah, Beth, I mean, I have to say, start off by saying I'm very grateful for these two women because they've really helped me deepen into being more authentic and more vulnerable by providing a safe space. Just so you guys know, we've been doing this for a year and a half, like before we are coming wow. with you guys, right? We've been connecting with this vision for a year and a half, and we've gone back and forth. There's a number of things that happened along the way for each one of us, and like uh, Laura mentioned, we started with four, now we have three, and it's perfect just the way it is. And it will morph as we go as well. That's what we are here for. We are here to grow, to become more of who we are meant to be at a soul level and uh, share that journey with each other and now with you guys as well. So I'm grateful for them and they already shared how we met. Actually, Beth forgot to mention that it wasn't just the parent coaching. Before the parent coaching, we met in Dr. Shafali's course right a year-long course we did with her and the year of the vacant heart I think that was the one it was called and she was one of our early mentors and how I started along this journey was mine was also my kids just like Beth that created that space my kids were older than Beth when I started I I thought I wanted to be a more conscious parent and I came across Dr. Shafali's work and I it really opened a door for me. And then doing that course and working with Susie Lula, who is also an amazing spiritual self-love coach, by the way. She was another mentor of mine. So along the way, I've had many mentors take me through different steps and different ways. And almost through, from the beginning, Beth has been along the ride for me. So we have a very deep and long connection. And along the way, I met Laura, thanks to Beth. And somehow Laura, Laura and I just connected initially very quickly and very easily in a group of diverse, diverse community of women, all looking to give back, which was the family alchemist. We connected. And then when these ladies reached out to me about a year and a half ago to ask me if I was interested in doing something together like this, I was like fascinated. I had, and I really did not quite know where it would lead. And sometimes it's best to jump in with two feet when it just feels right and it just felt right for me. So here we are kicking off this series of talks where we will be coming to you guys from a very authentic place, being vulnerable. Sometimes you will see sides of us that you're like, ah, I'm not sure I like that. 
but really we are coming in our full, full vulnerability, which means that you'll see the good, bad, and the ugly. Sometimes we will be in a soulful place and sharing wisdom and other play times we will be sharing, being very human and sharing what is really hurting us and impacting us in our lives. And we'll also be sharing our viewpoints on different things. Sorry. So we're also going to be sharing just like that. Life happened. My husband's phone rang and it interrupted us. So here we go. But we'll just be sharing what's happening in our lives, even our viewpoints about things. So with that, really, when I looked at it, I when we started 18 months ago, I didn't have a vision. But today, the vision is to really be the authentic friendship and relationship that we hope exists in the world and is there in the world. Just like Beth mentioned, I grew up having many more guy friends than girls. But I was fortunate enough to have some very good, deep friendships with girlfriends. The only thing is that I did not give them the opportunity to give back to me. I always thought that I had to take care of them for them to be friends with me yeah. because I had to be the strong one, the powerful one, not the vulnerable one. And many of those ideas and what that resulted in was often one-sided relationships, not because that's what they wanted, but that's what I gave space to create. So here I am, this relation, this relationship we are seeing is very different. It's, there's a lot of give and take, a lot of support at different times. We need different support. So that's what we will be sharing. That's kind of the vision for me of this podcast moving forward. But before I, before we start talking more about this stuff, a little bit about me, I am a mom of two teenagers. So life is chaotic in a very different way. There's lots of emotional drama in my house at any given point these days. So having learned centering tools and gone through this journey earlier has been very valuable for me. And I've also been lucky enough to learn some of the conscious communication tools Laura teaches, which has been helpful for me as well. And I, my journey, well, I started in the corporate world. I quit my job about seven, a little over seven years ago to stay at home for a little bit, then became a conscious parenting coach because that's kind of where it led. My journey with my own kids led to that. And it very quickly involved to being a mom's life coach and then a women's empowerment coach. And then last year, through the struggle of trying to grow my coaching business, I was intuitively led to stop doing any coaching. So I am here at a different juncture in my life, kind of in the middle ground. And for once, I am not trying to push through and find something. I'm allowing myself to receive and live in joy and allowing things to come. And this podcast is one of those things that I received. I didn't go looking for it. It just came and I was, I was committed and invested in it. So it's growing. So that's kind of where I am right now. Life stays interesting. I have a two-year-old German shepherd who you may hear barking in the background every once in a while. She's a little excitable. So life is busy and life is good. And sometimes life is busy and life is hell. But that's <laughs> it. How it goes. Yes. <laughs> so thanks, Shikti. I wanted to piggyback on something you shared. That is really vital to me is that there are no leaders here. You know, we each take a, a different role kind of through our own 
gifts and personalities are where life happens to have us now. But I love that idea, you know, that uh, true community and true authenticity really does do what you talked about. You know, I can be as vulnerable and needy as I need to be, or I can be as tall and powerful and lead the way, you know, which and both of those are part of me. Right. And sometimes I judge one is younger than the other, you know, but it really doesn't need to be judged. You know, one is more mature than the other, but it really does make it hopefully an integrated whole. And and I love the idea that there are leaders among us because we have multiple relationships here. You know, I've gone to Beth for business mentoring. I invited Yuki into my women's retreat, which was about conscious living. And she shared all about this journey of joy that she's on. You know, and and as she shared, I got to coach her a little bit with communication for teens. And and we've just gone back and forth with the different gifts that we have. And I think that's what's so nurturing about community is that you step up with your strengths, but you're vulnerable with where your needs are too. Yeah. I think that we kind of come to an agreement now. And my family decided to join this church. I never thought I was I was going to church, but we found a really good one that's really cool. And we had a membership meeting Sunday. And he's like, this is our covenant. Covenant. This is like what you agree to give the church. And this is what the church agrees to give you. And that's like, he connected it somehow with belonging. And I can't remember what he said exactly, but He's like, that's how we have a mutually beneficial relationship. Like you agree to support the peace and the unity of the church and to be here for the other people who are coming here different times in their life and different needs. And and we agree to support you and to offer you opportunities to grow and and whatever. But I thought it was neat that they started with that agreement because I think that all friendships kind of need to start with that agreement. As you know, like I recently we had somebody who left and she and I had to discuss like what was our agreement for our friendship because I think like now it's so hard to make friends I think anyway you don't ever really stop and go okay what do we agree to do for each other but it really has helped for us to know this is how we're going to show up and this is how we're going to support each other and really our main agreement is to be honest right I think that's where we really had to be I call it authentic but really to say I'm going to tell you the truth as much as I know the truth, <laughs> like whenever, because otherwise you're going to sense the truth, whether I tell you or not. And it's going to just create, you know, that yeah. kind of drama and disconnect. I mean, Beth, what you said, like really the energy of a relationship uh, is impacted by if you're keeping things to yourself or if you have angst or if you have problems and you're not speaking out and you're not sharing with your friends or in some situations, you're just competing. These are all places in which, and you know what? It doesn't mean that it doesn't happen to us. It does. It just, it's just the ability to speak out and resolve it. That's important. And the more, actually, I was reading somewhere, the more contention in a relationship arises and the more you resolve or walk through it, the closer and more authentic that relationship gets. Like, look at a husband and wife also. Like, Beth is a marriage coach, right? I mean, she's, I have seen her journey and I've seen her grow by leaps and bounds. And what she teaches women is very valuable. But 
you don't come into it on your own the first time. Mm-hmm. So you sometimes struggle to find the right answer. Sometimes you don't know what's really going on. And for us, the advantage is we do have this this group of women with whom we can find that place where we can speak it and we are heard. Firstly, we are really heard. Like yeah. really nobody's trying to solve our problems or mm-hmm. do things that are like, hey, I'll fix it for you because honestly, that's what I am. I'm a fixer. So for me, it takes a lot to get out of that mindset of not trying to fix things for everyone and just mm-hmm. be there. And then we sometimes hear the truth, which is not always comfortable. And that's what it takes in a relationship to speak and say the uncomfortable things. And that's where it grows. I mean, I've seen that happen with my other friendships in the last year as well. And you both can speak to it. Another thing that came to mind when Beth was talking was one of my mentors had actually taught me because I'm I tend to be a very black and black white person. So it's like, either you're like my friend and you're closest to me or you're not. And she's like, you know, there are different circles of friendships. There's your innermost circle where you're completely you, like you're open. Sometimes that means like the crappy stuff is also all coming out, like you're triggered and it happens. And usually that tends to be your family because... They are the one who are closest to you. They see you daily. And then in your friend circle, you have friends who are close to you, like Beth and Laura are with me. Like they are in my innermost friendship circle. I don't see them every day. We talk every other week when we meet here or once in a while we'll connect in between and we connect through messages. But there is that connection. And then there are friends who you may just go out and have fun with. Or friends who are you have some intimacy, but you're not that intimate with. So we all have different circles of, so what Beth mentioned about the covenant or the kind of like what the relationship means can be different with different people. So, but we don't consciously look at it that we don't even consciously decide that at times. So it does help to sometimes sit down and do your own inventory and then really recognize what your relationship with the other person is. Because sometimes maybe you're getting hurt because what you visualize the relationship to be is not what the other person sees it as. And maybe it's worth having that conversation in that case. Mm-hmm. Uh, pick up the phone, talk to that person or journal and let it go. Whatever works for you. But that's that's something that I've I've really had to work through in my life. So I'm just sharing that with you guys. Laura, you sure. teach teens something about, you told me before, like how important their circle of friends is for them, like what they're reflecting for them. Do you think that's important for us as adults too, to choose people who are reflecting? Yeah, I call it, I call it mapping the network of support or for me, I call it mapping the tribe, right? And I yeah. get, I know that has a lot of um, politically laden, um, loaded context, but the truth is because I'm exploring my Cherokee heritage, I get to say that, you know, right. because I've really identified it as a need, right? To know who my tribe is and who's inside those concentric circles that you just talked about. 
And yeah, for teams, we map, you know, who's the inner circle? Who's the friendship fun place? Who would you go to if it was a life or death issue? Identify what those things are, you know, who those people are. So that when you hit the crisis wave, you know who that is. And it's very empowering for that teen or, you know, adult to know, hey, I got this. And there really is a network of support. And it's not just on the internet, on my Facebook page, you know, it's nebulous. It's, it really is uh, multi-layered and there is levels of availability. I want to speak to one thing Yuti said, for me, having come from a, a family of origin of trauma, you know, with family alcoholism, trust was really slow to grow. I mean, incredibly slow. And I had a lot of inner work, some healing, certainly spiritual journey, journey, journeying. That's what I want to say. Um, but I don't trust everybody with everything, right? There's, there's a discernment that comes with maturity and conscious living. I only trust people that are trustworthy. And once we have established that we, these people in my inner circle are trustworthy, then, then I have the permission or give myself permission to be my most vulnerable. And it took me a while to learn that judgment, right? And you're, 20s and 30s, you kind of throw it all out there, right? I am who I am and, and hope for the best. And then hurt and pain kind of guide you to find people that are of like mind, like soul, and are on the same path, at least within certain committed perimeters. And so I think that when you talk, Beth, about honesty, it is honesty and vulnerability, but it's, it's having, it's honesty was that reflexive piece, right? That these people have earned my trust or I'm going to invest and see if they're trustworthy. And there may be some testing there. You know, we did that for a year and a half. Are we going to hang in there with one another? And what is the commitment level to hang in there with one another? So I think there's a kind of this reflexive piece to the honesty, vulnerability and the commitment. Yeah. For well, me, I think when it comes to like your thoughts about the relationship itself or if things are working for you or not working for you. I feel like you should have enough. You should be able to to share that with the other person. But like you said, not share everything. <laughs> I might not tell you where the bodies are buried, but I will tell you, you know, it still works for me to get together next Friday or whatever, you know. <laughs> right. But I kind of do know where the bodies are buried for each of you. I mean, yes, we yeah. risked that. We did. We really we did. did. And I'm I'm really proud of that. It was part of our formation. And yeah, I mean led the way on that. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think even though we envisioned starting this podcast, whatever this talk show mm-hmm. a year and a half ago, we had to cross some of those barriers of trust and being able to be vulnerable with each other to that degree. And share and and have the confidence and trust in ourselves to come and share it with you guys as well. Because when we are putting this out there, we are putting ourselves out there as well. And what we are sharing with you is very vulnerable and very close to us. So we do this with the design, knowing that it will resonate with some and it may not resonate with others. And that's fine. I we but if you're willing to keep listening to us, 
maybe you will gain some nuggets and maybe you'll share some nuggets with us in your comments and in your in what you share with us through different mediums that will help us grow and help us share more and and we are doing this really to share not just to share what our journey is but also to create a space for you to see the possibilities of your own journey as well and that's why when we say it took us 18 months in this circle to build that trust it was the trust with each other but it was also trust within ourselves trusting ourselves to be here and be present in such a space that we are showing up and we are showing up on some weeks we may not have the ability to be as vulnerable and some things we may not be able to share publicly but know that we are showing up with each other authentically and that's the best we can do and that's why discernment is important right what laura brought up here is discernment like there might be things that i will privately share with beth or laura that i will not share in a public forum here because that's where i use my discernment i have to tr and for that i have to trust myself to be able to discern how much and to what degree i'm going to open up and share with different people in the circle mm -hmm. so i mean that's that's what that's it's really about building building trust with others is about building trust with yourself to be able to discern how much you want to trust others really right. and, and, and you just defined what i meant by reflection mm. that it's, it's the give and take with the other and then the interpersonal right yeah, I, I love it. I have a I have a comment about what you just shared. I was with a different group of women. It was really a business meeting yesterday. And I was thinking in my head about sharing a health issue that I have going on. And I kept thinking it's too much information. It's too much. Because nobody cares. Don't say it. And I ended up sharing it with them anyway. And the the feedback and ideas they gave me and support was so helpful. Things that I hadn't even thought of yet. So it's like being willing to even receive what that could mean. And I think part of it is just trusting what comes up too. Like sometimes I just got to go, I feel, you know, really called to say this. I don't know why, but these might be the right people to hear it and to help me through it. And to what Laura said too about mapping out your friendships. I work with women all the time who depend on their husband for everything to be all the things for them. And I think it's because we haven't developed these friendships, these circles. We don't know who to go to for different things. We don't have mm -hmm. the, the ideas and guidance of women who have walked before us, which I think is so important. We keep it all to, to ourselves and feel really super alone. And like, why can't he hear me? Why can't he support me the way I need? And so many times it's because he has no clue. He's not walked that path. He doesn't know anything about it. So mm -hmm. I think I really have that. And what a setup for failure, right? Well, right. at least we're disappointed in our our primary relationship because we loaded it with so much expectation. Yes. Right? Oh. The expectation is the killer. So painful. Mm -hmm. But I hope that we give people permission to to look for these friendships too. And just reach Amen. out. Amen. You know, I think you as humans, we all have a need for community and belonging. And 
in the process of creating our little families, we often forget that that need still exists and the family can only fulfill that so much. I mean, I've really had to learn this in the last two years as my two teenagers are slowly and surely spreading their wings and going away into their own lives, especially my daughter, who's a junior right now in high school, the the realization that the the way the family will look will be so different in just in less than less than two years, that the community cannot just be dependent on one person or one just your family. We really do have a longing for community that goes beyond that Mm -hmm. and I hope that in this podcast we'll create that kind of community for you guys as well a place to be place to share maybe place to talk about it with your friends and have these conversations which are intimate yes I I thought of something when you were sharing about we're in different life stages as well you know Ben has younger children one's in school one's in pre preschool right I'm both in school now but both in school now okay so they've grown since I've known you uh you know you just got uh teens and and that are looking at launching soon and I've got young adults that are forming their own families and it's again it's not this idea of leadership or that I'm one is ahead of the other it's that we need friendships in different stages of life to integrate all of who we are and it comes back to that reflection nature, right? I see myself in Beth. I see myself in UP. Uh, hopefully they see themselves in me as I grow and change. And it gives us permission to embrace all of who we are. You know, the the cool thing about my recent cultural expression in the in Cherokee life has been you two have been the most supportive of that. You know, Beth has asked me, okay, what are you going to do? You know? And, and there's almost this accountability, a very loving accountability, not measuring a judgment, but it's almost as if they can't wait for me to explore the rest of this this life as my kids launch, you know, and they both helped me go, okay, you know, kind of not necessarily because of what they've said, but just by inference, it's okay to let go here. It's okay to create space for yourself in your own life here. You know, it wasn't guilting. It was it was just gentle reminders as as and that's what happens in community and in friendship is you become mirrors for one in the in the most amazing ways. And I just really, really celebrate that. That like like you just shared, I, I really hope that more women map their networks of support and create this safe space with one another and identify who it is. And if it's only you and one other person, then that's okay. <laughs> you know, get started. Find find who your loving mirrors are and because it really feeds the growth and makes us feel fully human. Beautiful. I love that. Well, we are pretty much at our time for today. Does anybody have any final thoughts on this inaugural episode of the Be Friend Show? I think I just shared mine. Thanks. I think that's kind of complete. Yeah, really beautiful. I'm looking forward to connecting with everybody. Please feel free to share this with the ladies you know, if you want to journey through together, building a friendship, you know, we'll be happy to talk about any part of our process. Laura, the way she 
She led us in the beginning to create that trust and vulnerability with something we could share. So I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for being here with us today. Thank you, everyone, for being here with us. We enjoyed sharing this time with you all and hope to hear from you all and hope you show up again for our next show. Bye.